Welcome, my friends, to the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, find our sweet spot, and planting our seeds to watch them grow in our magic garden. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? Just want to try to welcome everybody to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. These are another special episode for the awakening spring for baseball and softball and the welcoming of the new seasons. Uh, I wanted to do this special episode talking about charities and related to baseball in this case, because baseball, softball, that's what we do. Uh, we're not only athletes, they are also people who give back to society. And that's just as important. And in my world, I believe it's more important than playing ball. It's more about the giving back and enjoying each other and building, being part of a community. That's what giving back does. Being a goon for good is about giving back and connecting people to help people. We all help each other. You should only be using your hands when you're lifting somebody else up. So today uh, I'm bringing on the commissioner of charities for Over the Hill Gang Softball Charity, uh, which is based here in Farmingdale, Long Island. And we're going to talk to them just to hear about what they do, what they've been doing. The softball league and charity has, has been operating for the past 46 years. That's incredible. Uh, anything operating for 46 years has got to have some levels of success and challenges and things like that. So, uh, again, we're not really going to be focusing much on the softball league, but it's a great softball league. It's a uh, 40 and over league. So anybody who's hearing this and is in the area and would like to look at it, check out Over the Hill Gang Softball. So it's uh, dot com. And that's, you know, to check out the softball league. Uh, this year, actually, we're full. Uh, it's one of the first seasons we didn't need uh, any uh, additional players. There's usually uh, 16 players on a team. Uh, I think it's uh, 12 teams in, in the league. Uh, so we're, cult, we're completely full, which is really amazing because the part of the league, uh, actually not part of the league, the entire league donates money to the charity. And our rookie of the year, and I'll uh, we'll have the commissioner come on and explain this to to you, and that that's going to be the amazing part is to hear about what they do, and it's not about softball; it's about a bunch of athletes gaining uh, grouping together to help it out and pay it forward. So let me bring on this amazing guest. Uh, he's the commissioner of charities for. The Over the Hill Gang Charities, for the Over the Hill Gang Softball League. So let me welcome you. Welcome, David Chemetsky, as the Commissioner of Charities. Hey, thanks a lot. Really appreciate that warm welcome and talking about our league. I know you've been a member of this, the league for the past seven years, so I'm you know, glad that you're enjoying the experience and really taking it all in. Uh, it's, it, it's amazing. So, yeah, thank you so much for bringing me on. Of course I would. You know I've been helping out. Uh, you know me better than anyone else, and I'm just so glad to be able to support the charity and figuring out 
what's best for getting the word out uh, uh, for our charity. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, because the getting at getting the word out is always a, a challenge, and we want to have some fun with it. Uh, our, our season starting this week, uh, Friday, uh, Octo- uh, October. Uh, already thinking of championships for the Little Lounge, uh, the, the the team that I play for, that we play for, and um, you know, so we're, we're, we went to the championship last year. But the charity is not about softball; it's about helping it and paying it forward, and that's the most amazing part about this league. Uh, you know, when I joined seven years ago, it was uh, you know just helping out, and just thought it was a nice opportunity to gather and. Um, fill a park uh, of local people helping out some families going through some challenges uh, with children with, with medical issues and various things. So it was it was really nice, and they always had a rookie of the year. And um, then you know, as I started uh, raising my hand as being a leader, we you know just by showing up, you're a leader. And uh, Jim Riley. So Jim Riley. Let me just explain to you who who Jim Riley is. Jim Riley is an amazing man. So 46 years ago, he decided with a bunch of other people to create this softball league and have a charitable function uh, as part of it. And it really was just to get the guys out, uh, get together and play some softball, have some beer and pizza. That's the question almost every member of the, of the league who's played. You know, At this point, there's a couple of thousand people who have played in the league over the years, and they've all heard the one question. Do you like beer? Do you like pizza? And yeah, if you play softball, it's also okay. Uh, it's a it's a real fun league. It's it is competitive, but uh, the most important part about it for me is not only the competitive and being together with the guys, um, it is also the charity piece of it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you had the charity piece of it. Uh, so how did you exactly become cha- commissioner of, of charities? Well, well, I became. Commission of Charities is just because, uh, like anything else that had gone on in the league, uh, it went through Jim Riley. Uh, Jim knew I, I was uh, assisting, and I, I'm always willing to step up to the plate. Uh, for beginning for a while, I was the league photographer, um, taking pictures. Nobody asked me to do it. I just started doing it. Uh, it's a passion of mine as well as charity work. So I was doing that for a couple of years. And then uh, he said, look, I'd like to put you on the board and, you know, you could be commissioner of charities and you know, you've been helping out with the charities. Do you know anybody who could be, who would fit in for our uh, rookie of the year? We're having a challenge finding a rookie of the year. And um, you never want to turn down Jim Riley. And uh, I don't know that you can because uh, Jim's a very persistent gentleman and uh, for, for both good and bad. And anybody who knows Jim knows that uh the guy has the biggest heart, and he really does uh, amazing, amazing work. And so you say yes. You know, he's an older gentleman, but uh, he has the energy of somebody half his age, and uh, he's one of the nicest guys. So uh, you know, you don't want to disappoint Jim, and I didn't. Uh, so I said, sure, I would. I'd be honored to be part of the, the board as a member for the charity, uh, really mainly for the charity and. That first year was a it was a learning experience. So what happened that first year? Uh, you said it's a learning experience. Well, the learning experience was one first to find uh, a, a child. You know, um, there's a lot of different ways to not to to hear about stories and how do you weed them out and who really needs some some assistance. Uh, but 
because I knew people. I, I asked, do we know somebody who really knew who needed some serious con- medical conditions? And my friend Ira Scott actually came on and was like, hey, I know somebody. I know Debbie and her son Nico and Dante. And uh, Nico is in a situation where he needs a lot of medical care. And, um, you know, he, he they could use the assistance. Uh, and so he introduced me to Debbie and uh, Nico and Dante. And we that was our first, that was the first year of me being the commissioner of charities and finding a, a person, a family to support to be our rookie of the year. And uh, Nico Vigaletti, which uh, he was, you know, he's, he's known throughout Long Island. Uh, they, they do a lot of charity work. And um, he's a, a child, uh, well, I guess a, a young man by the time I, I met him, who had this rare lung disease that only 13 people in the world had it. And I, I really can't explain what it was but uh, he always needed medical care, and we we t- took him as a rookie of the year. And the first time I met him, as I walked into their their house and tried to introduce myself, I had to make sure uh, that I you know I had no colds or anything. Uh, take my shoes off and left that outside, and you know make sure there's no germs. I mean, uh, you know every little thing. Uh, his mother had been taking care of him uh, his whole life. When, when he was first born, the doctors actually told them. To his parents to prepare for the worst, not for any long-term success. Forget about the success that he did receive by graduating high school and, you know, in a lot of ways being a rock star. Uh, so, yeah, I met him, and he starts joking around and, you know, kind of being guy-guy, uh, joking and stuff like that, and his mother got embarrassed, and he's like, come on, it's just a bunch of guys. And that was the first time that you could tell that Nico was somebody really special. And uh, he was. We built a, a, a nice relationship between um, myself and him and his mom and how the league supported him. And uh, the league was able to actually get uh, a special machine that helped uh, helped him with some of the, the rehab work that he needed to do that uh, insurance companies would not support getting and... It would not. They all knew that getting this machine would help him, but the the expense of the machine, plus the fact that um, they they didn't expect his life expectancy to to be long, they didn't feel that the insurance company didn't feel that it was a, a valid reason. Uh, but uh, we we had contacted the the, the league, uh, the, the the charity had ca- contacted the company directly who made this machine and was able to get it for him and his mom always said that uh it helped extend his life uh it, it was a tremendous help and the days that he was able to use it really it was a huge aspect so it was one of the nice things that the league uh was able to do to help this family and unfortunately nico uh transitioned and became not only an angel here on earth but uh he, he joined the the higher powers uh, to kind of speak his his mission, uh, to continue his his energy, and you know we we remember him, you know greatly. Wow, that's a pretty uh, incredible story. Um, that's got to be a tough part to to deal with children who are you know or families dealing with children who are dealing with severe uh, illnesses. 
Yeah, that that that, that is one of the things. Uh, you know, in the five years, in the uh, the the six kids, the the six families that we've worked with uh, while I've been commissioner, it's been tough. It, you, you know, I mean, going through the episodes with Nico, it wasn't just a one and done. So I kept in touch with the family, and uh, we always supported him. We always welcomed him. I mean, even. You know, uh, I'd love to tell you the story about when he, you know, our, our rookie of the uh, the year night. But, um, you know, and, and then, you know, the next year after Nico, we had a little Bella. We had Bats for Bella. And then after that, we had, you know, Rally for Jenna. And then we had Stefan coming in, a cute little seven-year-old boy who also had a heart ch- challenge. And then last year, we had a family uh, who, you know, one of, one of the players' uh, grandchildren were... were was affected and uh, had, had some serious medical conditions. And, you know, those are the people that we want to support. Uh, you know, that's the amazing part about this charity that, that Jim built and that uh, Frank, who now is the vice president of the charity, Frank Battlemonte, who's an okay softball player. And uh, I don't know if he'll hear this, but, you know, he's okay. Um, but he's a great man. Uh, and as I've spoken to him about, uh, as he's, running the, the the charity, he really um, cares more about being a better man than a softball player, and he loves softball. So, um, But Frank is, a, is an amazing father and uh, gentleman, and uh, I'm glad to be un- under his leadership uh, as running the charity. He's responsible for, for the charity. Uh, as Jim has uh, finally stepped down, which Jim has earned after 46 years of this passion and this love uh, for softball and for his community. Uh, one of Jim's biggest passions is the fact that he he just loves his community. And from his point of view, uh, there ain't no other way but Jim's way. <laughs> but there's also just giving out love and helping people. I, Jim and I have had lots of conversations, uh, especially around Nico and some of the other families when we've supported them. It's been uh, it's a challenge. Uh, I know, you know when Nico transitioned, and uh, it was difficult to go to um, awake uh, with you know with knowing that this was this was our rookie of the year. This was one of our, our rookies of the year, and you know Jim had gone through a couple of these uh, instances, and then that year we we also lost uh, little Bella, who uh, was a very young girl, and. She looked like a little doll, and it, it, you know it, it's heartbreaking. But the the parts that are, are incredible is when you do something like that, and the families that you've just helped see you, and it lights it lightens up their day. You're like, whoa, 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 how is that possible? How is that possible? But it does, and that's what makes the charity so valuable, because you're helping these people. That's when you realize that there's not much we can do with their situations. We're not doctors. We're not anything. But we're human beings. And human beings reaching across the table to care about other human beings is an amazing thing. Because when you know that somebody else cares about you, who you didn't know, you didn't, you just met through a connection, that's part of love. That's the the universe. Wow. That's that's incredible. So I, I, I think you've probably had a, a lot of experiences. You had mentioned something about Nico's Rookie of the Night, Rookie of the Year Night. Yeah, so every year we have, uh, well, the past two years, we, we, we the, the last year and then this year we will not have 
um, a Rookie of the Year night, uh, an annual fundraiser night. But uh, hopefully next year uh, we'll be back. Uh, pandemic will be completely over and we'll be able to have large groups again. Uh, you know, we fill Allen Park here in Farmingdale with uh, close to 1,000 people. Uh, we feed them. We give them free music. Uh, Bob and the Suburban Brothers band comes to play and they, they've already reached out to me disappointed that we're not performing this year or we're not having a, a, a concert, but we're trying to figure out how to make that happen. But uh, they just come out and play and we fill the park with not only all of our players, families come in, we have uh, volunteers, face painting, uh, you know, um, silent auctions and, and, and things like that uh, and raffles. And it, it's a night of just the community building and, and it's just amazing when you see a community of thousands uh, and at least a thousand coming out to watch softball, participate, and just celebrate these families and let these families know that they're loved and they're supported. Wow. So, you, you know, it, you bring the whole family together. Um, how, do you, how does that all work? Well, the whole thing, it, it, it did work. Uh, again, I'm just going to keep giving Jim a lot of credit uh, Jim coordinated a lot of it. I mean, Jim had had help. Uh, his son, you know, and, and he just knows all the people in, in Farmingdale, and he knows the right people uh, to make sure the, the all the buttons are pushed and things like that. And uh, I de- I definitely do not uh, wish to be in Frank's shoes uh, next year when we do it. I'll be there to help him, but uh, to be coordinating everything, it's a uh, it's a huge task. But uh, yeah, it's it's a, we, we've always or mostly been lucky uh, for the, the weather to be su- successful. I mean, the night that Nico came out, um, he was in the hospital about a, six weeks before that, and his doctor gave him the authority to that he was able to come uh, because we had, again, the blessings of no humidity in August and no rain, no, no nothing. So uh, there was a volunteer ambulance service who came out, and he came out in his uh, stretcher and... He gave a performance as only Nico could, telling everybody that he's fine and that you got to keep pushing on no matter what goes on. And you're like, oh my God, this young man, this this angel, is telling us to push on, and he's here with an oxygen tank, with doc, with a nurse, and, and a whole team of medical staff ready in case something would go wrong. And he's telling us to push on and don't give up. And, you know, how do you not have, you know, tears in your eyes when you, when you experience things like that? And, you know, there's, there's other, you know, great stories. I mean, the, the, the story uh, when we had Bella's night, uh, got to meet her, her grandfather. I had been working with them as just the family coordinator uh, for the charity. Uh, but, you know, he was so supportive. And it was the first time I met Bella's mom. And Bella was still at that time in the hospital, but the next year she felt well enough and she was able to come uh, to help support us with uh, Jenna. And that was one of the magical pieces of, of that to, to show how the families all connect together. And Jenna had just uh, earlier that year had a heart tran- transplant and uh, just had a, a scary episode as her, her dad would explain at the rookie of the uh, year night. But Jenna gave some stuffed animals to Bella. We, we didn't know Bella was coming. We didn't know how any of that came out, but it all came out, and it just shows to show you exactly what we put together and how it gets put together, how love 
puts together the right things. How Jenna, just being an amazing person, and you know, uh, spoke to her mom this week. Uh, she's doing well, and uh, you know, it, it's a, it, it's great to see that we've helped and paid it forward. Our our donations and our love and our support has helped them. Uh, I know, you know, Jenna's dad when he he spoke about the instances of, of what he was going through, and he felt the love and support. And uh, Bella's grandfather, you know, not only uh, attended every other year, uh, Rookie of the Year night, but, uh, you know, he would always give me this big hug. Uh, I mean, even at uh, Bella's wake, you know, we're here to pay respects and, you know, sh- share the sadness. But he comes over and gives me this biggest hug and thanks us. And, you know, it- it's really touching that, you know, we helped people. And that's what a charity is. It's a goon for good. It wasn't, you know... It's a it's a team. It's a, it, it's more than a team. I mean, it's a league of twenty two hundred over two hundred players who are helping out and showing up to tell everybody how much we love the support that our community gives, and it, it's just amazing. You know, we have every year is just an amazing experience, and even within within the COVID years, uh, last year we still were able to uh, not raise as, as much as we we had normally raised. And it's usually, you know, a, a very good number. Um, and last year's number was still good, but, you know, it's not our normal number because we didn't have the Rookie of the Year night. But um, And this year we will not as well. But we still are able to help out and make a huge impact because we have local community. I mean, uh, you know, our, you know, Farmingdale, Massapequa area people and commun- and businesses are really, you know, supportive for the most part. Uh, I know three years ago, um, you know, my, my wife, uh, nobody was able to timing wise go to the stores and my wife spent uh, a, a day and a half to run, run around and ma- make sure that she hit every store and she did. And she was able to, you know, get a lot of donations and, you know, they're really giving people and even through COVID last year, a lot of businesses reached out and said, Look, we can't help out as much as we we have in the past, but we'd still like to help out a little bit if, if if we can. And it's just the amazing community. When you're in any community, and I know this is not just unique to Farmingdale area or Long Island, but being in a community that gives back and really pulls together, it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is a beautiful thing. Uh, you know, pulling together now. You know, obviously, you have a team and. You know, you mentioned that your wife had helped. Uh, do all the wives help? No, we don't ask uh, for all the wives, but uh, we, we always have a, a core set of people. And um, for a lot of years, uh, you know, a lot of wives did help. Uh, for, for the longest time before, uh, during some transitions, it was only wives who, who Jim helped because he didn't want to bother the guys, uh, you know, let them focus on softball. But uh, as, as things came up, you know, we, we had some more people. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, Larry Ortolani, who, who's a Suffolk policeman, who's you know amazing, and his, his whole family uh, participated. I don't. I, I think we had all the kids participating and helping out, doing something at one point. I know my kids have have helped out and participated. You know, it, it's really a, a family event, and I can't wait to showcase it a, a little bit more next year when we're virtual again and really support all the people who really have supported us over the years. Yeah. So 
just sounds like a, an amazing piece. And I know I, I've been there and, you know, it, it, it is. What's the one piece that you always take away from each one of those Rookie of the Year nights? Hmm. Yeah, so the Rookie of the Year nights, man, uh, like I said, it's, it's a, we fill Allen Park up and uh, we, only had, we only had one opportunity with the new Allen Park as they've expanded it. But uh, we would fill it up with uh, a thousand people, and it's just beautiful. I've been on the on the stage as, as that's really why I think the commission of uh, charities is is really the MC. Uh, I'm not as important as Jim or, or Frank, but they're, they're they're making the big decisions, and I, I get to you know have some of the fun on, on being in, on the stage, which I, I don't mind. But the really ch- the real challenge is to see everybody and to see how much love is out there. And every time I get off the stage, I mean, the, the night of Nico, uh, that was my first night. I, I, you know, I came home and I talked like a million miles an hour and my wife fell asleep, me talking, which isn't uncommon because I, I, I like, I enjoy talking. And, um, I was up till at least three, four o'clock in the morning, just with the energy. I couldn't go to sleep because I just kept on imagining everything and seeing all the faces who show up to support me, to support you know, all the things. I mean, I had the, um, friends from my, the Knights of Pythians show up and, you know, it's those type of events that you realize that it's not just any one person. It's, it's all about community and gathering and finding your right tribe, finding the right clan of, you know, amazing individuals who really, really just go out there and do above and beyond what they need to do. And that's the beauty of it. And, that's the real team. Wow. Okay. So that's a really great way. So you guys are definitely goons for good in, in a lot of ways. And, you know, I just can't wait to hear about it and wish you the best season that you, you can. And, you know, I look forward to hearing more about the charity. And, you know, I know this year, so do you know who uh, your rookie of the year is going to be this year? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, so this year we're actually uh, adopting a family. Uh, they had gone through some challenges. Uh, the, the father had passed away uh, early and, and un, 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 unexpectedly. And the the, the family of uh, Rich Klasek, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and uh, we're going to be supporting him this year and supporting the family. He has uh, some young children, and we want to make sure that they're appropriately supported. And uh, they were nominated this year, and we're going to be uh, helping them out through the charity and figuring out some other ways. And, you know, unfortunately we'd love to never have a, another rookie of the year or rookie of the family of the year. Um, but we know that, that practicality that's not. And it's one of the things that this league is, makes it really special is that they are willing to, and they enjoy uh, all the opportunities to help. I mean, even through COVID, when we've tried to reduce some costs and stuff like that, most of the league uh, that we that has given feedback, not everybody's given feedback, but most of the league who's given feedback has been like, no, I want, make sure, I want to make sure my charity still gets going. So take at least my charity money and everything else we can kind of figure out. And that's been really kind. That There's been you know, a number of players who just you know, haven't played in a year. I'm like, hey, I still want to give you a charity. I, I want to give to the charity and things like that. So we're really a blessed community in a lot of ways. We we do know how to pull together, and that's the amazing part of uh, the charity. 
So I just you know want to thank you for the opportunity, and uh, you know you're somebody who I really know well enough that I can say this, you know, um, that I can't wait to see your success, and I know your success will only lead to more opportunities for your goons, goons for good. Hey, thanks a lot, Dave. I appreciate that. And uh, we're going to end the the, the the silliness of, of it, but uh, this is really a serious topic about being goons for good and really running a charity. Uh, it is an amazing charity, and I do mean all the things I did say for the individuals that I did mention. So um, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that in my heart, regarding the, the league and all those who have helped um, throughout the year, if they haven't been mentioned, it's nothing personal. It's my errors. And uh, as you all know, there's plenty of errors when I play. Um, but there's also the, the beauty of finding peace and love. And the league has caused me that, but also the charity and seeing the families. So you know, I appreciate all the families who've let me into their lives to help manage uh, the, the connection with the charity because you know, it's the, the beauty of what Jim Riley created and Frank Battlemonte is now continuing that legacy. And I'm just honored to be part of that team. And if I can always be on a team with those two gentlemen, that would be the beauty of, of that. So just wishing everybody some peace, love, getting that sweet spot when you do bring that bat, but make sure that bat is only brought in love with boundaries and understanding and knowing where your non-negotiables are. Thank you. I am really glad that you're enjoying the show, and I hope you follow us on all the podcast hosting sites, as well as Facebook, Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, or you can follow me, Uncle Dave, David Chemetsky, at Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse, and www.davidchemetsky.com. I also would enjoy for you to contact me if you want to just have some feedback. You need somebody to talk to at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. Well, my friends, today's journey has come to a close. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember the peace and love surround you that will assist you to rise again. And don't forget to bring a bat for what you believe in. Namaste.